0: how's it going everyone hope you are doing well Uh, today my guest is someone that i really respect in many different avenues which you'll hear about in just a little bit Uh, we spent the bulk of our time unpacking what calling or what you would call purpose looks like in life and all those little inconveniences that tend to come with it but let's just get right into it i hope you enjoy my conversation with ellen All right and we're rolling hopefully. I have with me very dear friend um, and just extraordinary person overall Ellen Nagel. Uh, why don't you say something?
1: Hi <laughs> I'm Ellen. Um,
0: yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself before we kind of get started and get going with everything Okay.
1: So I am originally from Adel, Iowa. And just moved to, I keep saying just moved to the Quad Cities because it still feels fresh. How long but has it been? We've been? It's almost been two, it's been two years.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah.
1: It still feels like, I don't know, like you guys feel like family, but it still feels.
0: I get it. You know? That's what, even with being back from California, it still feels like new-ish. Yeah. Ish. yeah mm-hmm. I get that.
1: But yeah, when I go home to Adel, it's like, uh, this isn't, this isn't home. Isn't home anymore? So it's just kind of a, I yeah. don't know, it's a good season making home. But yeah. Uh, Moved to Davenport two years ago um, because my husband Ben, who is also extraordinary. Yes, he's awesome. Um, Got a job as a fireman for the city of Davenport. Okay. So we have been here for two years and jumped into Rock Church Mm -hmm. um, and never looked back.
0: What do you do? Like, what a loaded question. Yeah.
1: Um, Ben would define me as a grab bag right now. Uh, a little bit of everything. I'm pursuing a role of military chaplaincy within the reserves. Okay. And um, so that means that currently I'm finishing my master's for that. Wow. Um, so then doing the like part-time job, finish school, mm-hmm. volunteer, uh, life shuffle currently.
0: And then what do you do for, do you work at uh, home care? Yes, so like,
1: family, family Care Solutions. Yeah, I always forget uh, the name. Yeah.
0: My wife it's, worked there for like a year or so, and you worked there, and I just never <laughs> get the name It took a while, down. and now it just kind of yeah, yeah. off tongue.
1: But, um, So I work with um, individuals with um, certain disabilities, and we just work on their personal goals, whatever that might be. So, um,
0: so I just put something together with you, is mm-hmm. you're going to school to be a chaplain. I mean, I think you're gifted as a pastor-shepherd type, for sure. And then you're also working in home care, right, right now. Mm-hmm. So like regardless of this is just a job or whatever, right. you seem to be finding yourself consistently in a place of just caring for people yeah. and I guess leading people, like you said, towards goals because then you're even a leader of our one of our cell groups of our girls. And um, is that something that you've grown into or just always had a knack for or long to be? And so just like, I'm just gonna put myself out there and see how yeah. it goes.
1: You know, I think I, um, looking back on my own story, I've had a lot of people who have selflessly poured into me Yeah. Um, and I didn't really appreciate it at the time. But now looking back, I can see like, wow, they, they did not need to provide that opportunity for me. They did not need to, um, go out of their way to make me feel loved and encouraged and supported. And um, so yeah. I think maybe it is. I do love encouraging others, but I do think that there is kind of that just like subconscious. I am, mm-hmm. I do believe that God gifted me in that. So, yeah, my heart is just for people um, walking more upright in who they are.
0: Okay. That's awesome. That makes mm-hmm. all sense. Yeah. Well, because I, I ask because I know for myself, and you interject at any point, is. People look at what I do, let's say, for instance, Mm. I am one of our more prominent uh, teachers at our church. Um, I lead groups and, you know, I I have been blessed with a good enough memory, I guess, to consistently talk about stuff Mm. well and reference stuff. And but if you took me 10, literally over 10 years ago now, that was not who I was at all. Mm. And so like there's this crux of gifting where it's like it can, you know, and that's, don't get me wrong, there's areas where like you're just you're, you know, you're a duck in water, like you're yeah. just you're crushing it from the day one. Yeah. It's natural gifting, but then there's also like that faith growing mm-hmm. into something, and um, and that's the thing with watching you and your journey is like, um, hope you don't mind me saying, it, it's like this. Yeah. I think everyone around you knows you're gifted in certain areas, mm-hmm. and I would say obviously shepherding, you're also a gifted teacher, communicator. Uh, you're very gifted. I think you're you're great with empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and like even you kind of know you're gifted at something, but reluctant uh, to take the yes. steps. My you palms know? are sweating. Why oh, you're making me like accept no, compliments? It's, yeah, I'm <laughs> not, this, I'm, that's not my.
1: I'm always like, oh, okay, well, anyway, um, uh, yeah. So that's definitely something I can grow in, but. I, I definitely agree with that. There's, and that comes through people like you and like my cell group gals and mm-hmm. really so many people, honestly, this isn't like marketing for Rock church,
0: but yeah, yeah. so many people like, through. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: so many people through the church body that are just, I have kind of called me out on that and like you, like offering the opportunity, like, Hey, you're going to do the Lord's Supper this yeah. week or you're going to do whatever. Um, yeah and just trusting that i will walk in it confidently mm-hmm. if given the opportunity or pushed or yeah. you know yeah. uh, so i do need to probably let up on the brakes a little bit
0: you know it's interesting about it as i think about it with my life is i always thought it was like okay as i do this more it's just going to get more easy and maybe more natural how to mm-hmm. we'll say that and there is that degree of truth Mm. But the thing I've also noticed, too, for me is, like, as I do, let's just take, again, communicating, for example, as, I, as I've grown in it, it's honestly just required more faith. Yeah. Not absolutely. more not more of me, I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, not only am I just doing uh, uh, sermons on a Sunday, I'm leading a couple groups consistently. I'm doing a podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing we're doing other ventures for like membership and all that sort of stuff that I'm going to have to teach and, and I'm working on now. So it's like it's it's like God doesn't want you just to s- kind of stay comfortable. It's like, okay, you've mastered this. Now just do this right. for the rest of your life. Right. It's not the way it works. It's like, okay, now you've done that. Let's keep going with that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I've seen that in your journey as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, looking back to like even in college when I was considering the world race, like if somebody the concept of an active holy spirit mm-hmm. was not i didn't really accept that really and or think in that sense
0: why so It's just because your upbringing
1: yeah totally okay. like just the faith tradition i grew up in it wasn't i mean this is not to this is not to put one down um one denomination versus. i am not trying to create divisiveness yeah. but yeah. Um, the focus was on God the Father and Jesus the Son, and then there was kind of just this, um, at least in my experience, lack of what is the Holy Spirit? Spirit? Yeah. Is it for us today? Mm-hmm. Is it something that, I mean, there was just no discussion of it, so then mm-hmm. once I went to a very charismatic um, event, mm-hmm. and it was for the training for the World race, I was... Like wide eyed and just well, why are people? Yeah, what is going on? Yeah. And it was definitely the shock, but it was through that that I had to go back and challenge the, you know, the assumptions I had made about mm-hmm. my own faith and challenge my presuppositions as to what I believed about scripture. and um so even looking back like three years, yeah, to now, I would say I'm very um surprised yes to see that this is where i've landed yes i guess
0: that's an interesting thing because like knowing you you're a very i would say spirit-led person Mm -hmm. um i guess kind of walk me through that journey mentally because like because like i i mean not that i think our church i grew up in talked about the holy spirit i just don't know that it was a conversation i had with a whole lot of people Mm -hmm. maybe it was my own ignorance but then realizing, okay, wait, no, there is the spirit of God mm-hmm. and he's accessible and he's this, this, not just this thing, yes. but he's, he's somebody yes. and there is relationship and there is communication and there is trust mm-hmm. and kind of walk, walking that out is I think a, a big step for everyone mm-hmm. because like, I don't know if you ever noticed, sometimes even in our own KC and stuff, we'll talk to people and they'll, you know, Hey, you know, I have this going with my family or this with a job circumstance, I'm not sure what to do, Mm-hmm. And what's funny is all it really takes is people like our, some, a lot of our leaders in our group just being like, well, what has God said about it? And you can tell that hasn't even been yeah. a conversation. Yep. It was, you know, and I think that's a lot of the way religion sometimes work, even in the Christian world is I go to my leaders to find out what God has to say. Yes. When when that's a, that's a good thing. You right. need good counsel. Right. But at the same time, you have access to God. If you're humble and you're diligent, yes. he's going to answer. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess walk me through someone who's father son holy bible to father son holy Spirit. yeah right. you no know it really I mean? was and <laughs> and
1: even in that um to be honest like going into the race so it's a 11 countries in 11 months mm-hmm. missions organization yeah um so selfishly and i and god made it very clear that i was supposed to do it yeah. so i knew that there was affirmation divine affirmation that i was supposed to go and do this yeah um but beyond that uh, there was definitely selfish reasons as to I get to go to yeah 11 countries. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, I that's mean, all I would think about. Yeah. I mean, it was. <laughs> and so there was this constant um, uh, need for me to like reel it back in and be like, no, this is not just a, this is not a trip. Yeah. This is a time to really seek the heart of God. Yeah. And in seeking his heart, find what mine really is. Wow, you know, and, yeah, yeah. Um, So the the actual intimate one on one time with God mm-hmm. was something very like genuine intimacy with God was new for me. Really, so it it was kind of like this, like exactly how Scripture says, like you taste and see, and it was. I just craved it, yeah. You know, and so there was that. Um, I don't know. I guess there was a part of it too, where it was a different environment and I was out of my normal, um, environment, my normal surroundings. Yeah. And so it almost kind of felt like a honeymoon with God. Cause I was yeah, just yeah. like, yeah, I was in situations that I obviously needed to like seeing such brokenness and yeah. seeing like praying in the red light district and things wow. that just break your heart but right. it's obvious you're gonna turn to God and be like what is going on here what if like yeah. how can you know it's an obvious response I think to turn to God in tragedy Yeah. but now being back it's it, it was a hard transition for me coming back and not just dropping that intimate time with him because there wasn't tragedy surrounding me yes but rather choosing to seek it out and holding on to you know what I mean yeah I like, do I do. So,
0: was would you say, like, for lack of a better phrase, is that like that trip was when God more or less became real
1: mm-hmm. to you? Well, I think he was. God was always. Yeah. Real, he, yeah. Like I always knew, and I do think that this is part of the gifting, to upon my life is just the gift of faith. Like I've never, yeah, never doubted, really ever wavered as to whether or not God was real. Yeah, yeah. There's just been a very, it that has just been so very obvious to me from, and I I, I had fantastic parents that yeah raised me to know that God loved me. Yeah. Jesus died for me. Um, but the actual making it my own faith and yes. making it my own, um, choice, not only choice, but desire. Yeah. Was yeah. through the world. Through race, that. Yeah. I would say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the thing I think for a lot of kids who grow up in a good Christian home is you don't know any other way. Mm-hmm. And like, I notice there's a lot of people who, like, two things happen. They either are told this is just what you do and that's it. And then, so to question it or even, like, kind mm-hmm. of dabble in it or becomes their undoing. Or I, you know, I've seen a lot where, like, I've seen a lot of really responsible parents who I look up to as their kids are transitioned, they're like, no, go find it. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, like we taught you this because we believe this, but like now go find him yourself. Go Mm -hmm. find out why we don't just do something because we do it. Making it your own is a huge part of it. And that's what I even kind of went through. I went through that more, I guess, in high school, kind of just dabbling. And then, and then I, you know, I'm same as you. Like, I never really doubted God's existence. Mm -hmm. It was just who was he? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. was he the more religious? inaccessible God that I kind of whether it was through the church I grew up in or even myself kind of conjured up and figured mm-hmm. out um, and just this austere idea. But then, you know, I'll never forget one of the first books someone handed to me as I was kind of in this journey was uh Destiny Rain by Joseph Prince. Um, and uh, he, and I, I know a lot of people that. have issues with Joseph Prince. I, I think he's an amazing man. But I mean, really, it just taught me what the true meaning of grace because mm. I don't remember anyone ever in our church growing up. And I again, this might be my own ignorance talking to me about the grace of God because yeah. to me it was if you know if you sinned or were caught in sin and Jesus happened to come back you were probably going to hell you know what mm-hmm. I mean like there was that yeah. just that works righteousness and and just that you know that that game of right and wrong with God but then realizing like everything it is I am to him and everything he is to me is based on his unmerited goodness right. and favor and right. love um that shaped me forever absolutely you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, so I read a book, you went on the world race and discovered God, <laughs> <laughs> teach his own.
1: Honestly, it was that, I think it was in the coming back that that's where it was like, okay, now again, like I just took you on this honeymoon with me. Yeah. Now what are you going to do about it? That's what, yeah. you know, and that was, and when I got back, it was, um, was I, I was all amped up about the military thing. And because I, I
0: was that there. You kind of got that for yourself, like month six. Okay.
1: Um, that I it was very, very obvious to me that military chaplaincy was something that I was supposed to seek. Okay. Or at least I was now responsible for praying over and yeah. fostering and seeing if God, um, yeah. if that was yeah, what He had for me, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so getting back, there was part of me that kind of hoped it would just.
0: Go away or, or just keep way. going no just Go that it away. was just kind of like yeah
1: you know because i think it goes with what you said at casey there right? like how sometimes we can what i don't know your words were perfect and you're like inconveniencing me with your goodness or with your oh yeah you know what Where, i mean was that, it
0: mark would you have us read mark five
1: mark five um one through 20 with the Man who is healed, yes, and who and had his, he had
0: he had uh pretty much gotten comfortable with these demons, right? And right. Legion is what he named right. himself, and um, tormented, yes. And he's like he yeah, he literally looks at Jesus and says, "Don't torment me."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I loved because I was like, okay, let's sit down, just you know, write out some stuff, and um, I just it hit me in that moment. It's like, wait a second, he's saying to Jesus Christ, the one who is only good. The personification of grace, love, mercy, forgiveness, tenderness. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything we can think of uh, that's good. And he says, don't torment me. I, to me, that was baffling. And then I began to like, how is that possible? And then I could think about everything it is. Every moment we run to a vice or we run to numbing a pain mm-hmm. or we run to just, just shutting it on ourselves is not allowing... It's is literally saying to Jesus, don't torment me with your goodness. Goodness, yeah. And you said, don't inconvenience me with yeah. it because that's where actual healing happens. Right.
1: And it was in that that I, because I knew what, um, and I, I know I shared this with John too. I knew at that time what total, and just total peace felt like. Yeah. And so it was so terrifying to me that he was going to call me into something that I just felt like I had no business stepping into. Yeah. But I had peace in moving forward. Yeah. Even though I knew I was not qualified still. I'm working on the qualifications. Right, but right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it's terrifying. But the journey from then to now has only just magnified my desire for his yeah. presence, his guidance, his teaching, everything. So it's just he was obviously smarter.
0: Right. So... Talk about calling for a second Mm -hmm. you said month six was about when you got you felt like the call to go to being a chaplain Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people struggle with calling Mm -hmm. even seasoned christians i know today like i just don't know what i should be doing right my job i you know i thought it was what i should be doing or my i've had a heart change or i feel like i should be in ministry Mm -hmm. but can't get in it you know just all that sort of stuff what did it look like like what Got you to say, okay, no, this is what God's calling me to do. Mm. You know what I mean? Was it people? Was it just an unction? Was it answered prayer? Was it coincidence?
1: Um, I had Journaled i flipped back through my journal actually a couple a couple different months ago and read the months leading up to that time okay. um that I felt because it was right smacked up in the middle and just even in my prayer life, it was I I was truly in a place of complete submission hmm. to like I need to know what you want me to do yeah because I'm gonna do it it's yep. gonna I might scare my pants off but I'm gonna do it yeah and at that time I was like oh like move to Ecuador and become a missionary <laughs> You're like right I was like rooting for all these you know romantic missionary adventures yep. and stuff um and so of course I was like yeah like god i I just want to be obedient i just which is true that was the heart yeah that was the cry of my heart but then um and i almost feel bad in sharing my story sometimes with people because it was truly like out of a cartoon like Mm -hmm. something dropped and hit me like it wasn't a conscious i was so absent-mindedly painting yeah like there was not a thought in my mind and then it was just Army chaplaincy or military chaplaincy. Really? And then it was, it, it was military chaplaincy. And then the second I started looking into it, there was nothing but army that mm-hmm. was, so it was a weird, yeah. you know, when people were like, well, why army, not Navy, why air force? What, right. you know? And I was like, I don't know other than to say yeah. the peace of the Holy Spirit literally put one foot in front of the other. Yep. Um, and just asked me to be obedient.
0: No, I, so I have a very similar experience with ministry. Was I think I've shared it before, is uh, I was trying to figure out what the heck I want to do with my life. It was second semester of senior year, and I didn't even know what to do. I really wasn't even going to church at the time. I was like, I need to probably just start praying about this, <laughs> like, you know. And I remember my dad. Actually, my dad said to me, like, I don't I don't want you to do what you want to do. I don't want you to do what I want you to do. I want you to do what God, God wants, wants you to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember being like, okay. And just, that was my reference point and um i remember praying and is the literally i'll never forget third to last day of high school woke up i'm like i should go into ministry and i should be i remember ministry i should be a youth pastor because my point of reference for ministry was like my mentor in life mm-hmm. who was a youth pastor at the time now that's all changed we found out i was a terrible youth pastor <laughs> i was planning on moving to chicago eventually that none of that panned out yeah. it's too expensive so like i like what you said because uh, and i always reference this is uh you would think something like the moon landing, for instance, would be this incredibly calculated thing. From what I know, I've read a, I read a book on it and then i watched a few documentaries on it. Is I mean, they do their best, mm-hmm. but they pretty much launch you into space and then they just make little adjustments as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we think of our life and our, our place with God because he is all knowing like, oh, he's going to tell us exactly what to do. And we're going to nail it and right. it's going to be what he said. And it's like no, like you're given unctions, right? And you're gonna put some maybe your own personality or spin on it, but he's gonna just make those little adjustments.
1: What's well, that pray and pedal? Thing yeah, that, that, yeah. You know, not always. That stuck with me. So, I mean, we and when I hear some friends, and this is not to, I've been in this place too, mm-hmm. um, but when they're like, well, was, I mean, it was, if it was God's will, I'm like, well, I mean, yeah. there's God's will, and then there's making irresponsible decisions. Yeah. So then we have a responsibility yeah as children yeah there is a call for human agency yeah to pair with divine power yeah and that was something that okay once he made that clear to me like this is the trajectory i'm putting you on yeah but are you going to have to pedal like you yeah. like it, it's going to be hard yeah um and i'm still i don't for Everybody listening, I have nowhere near arrived. I have not, I I do not know what I'm doing. I am (laughs) not a military chaplain yet. And I, but I do believe that he will fulfill that promise. For sure. And so I I speak about it confidently, Mm -hmm. not because I'm there yet, but because it is so real to me already that he has been so faithful in his promises thus far that it, it just seems, and there have been so many hurdles yeah. That should have stopped me and yeah. God has just broken through barriers to make this a reality. So.
0: Yeah. So what sort of, I guess you talk about obstacles getting there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming doubt and did I make the wrong decisions? Because yeah. I struggle with that a lot. Mm-hmm. I struggle with, I remember we moved out to Reading, crap within a month I was like, I made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. I'm going to mess me and Kim's life up for forever, all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. But then just, you know, again, having faith and and trusting he got us through it. Um, You know, all sorts of, or or just like those feelings of I'm I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. or I have like, I think about like, just on a weekly basis, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like, I've been doing this for 10 years though, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, I don't think those feelings ever go away. Yeah, It's just learning to trust no matter what comes. Yes. Because it's easy to trust when yeah. it's easy and you just had that encounter with God. But it's an entirely different thing to trust when you can't feel his presence or there's People telling you it's a dumb idea or mm-hmm. people telling you you're you not cut out for that mm-hmm. or or even when you compare yourself to people who are maybe a little more gifted than you in certain areas. Right. You know what I mean?
1: But I think that goes back to, to like Mark 5 in a like, word scripture tells us mm-hmm. to. Well, I don't want to. I'm always hesitant. To, I always am hesitant in the scripture tells us because yeah. I don't ever want to misinterpret or no, I miscommunicate. It. I get it. God. Um, but in saying he commands the guy to go tell a story. Yeah. So there's a responsibility for us to remember our stories and to remember what God has done. Yeah. And in the times of doubt, it's not a matter of um, beating yourself out beating yourself up for entering or allowing doubt to come over you. Yeah. But it's a time to then take a step forward. Remember your story. Remember, call upon the things that have been spoken over your life. Yeah. And you said those like your prophetic words, like yeah. revisiting that and yeah. declaring truth in the face of doubt. Yeah. I think has been.
0: Yeah. It's funny you say that. I was just reading James five mm. where at the end towards the end he talks about is anyone, he has like this clear path, like anyone suffering, let him pray. Is anyone like encouraged that I'm seeing? And I just loved first, I was like, is anyone suffering? Suffering's a big word. Mm-hmm. Suffering can be doubt, suffering can be insecurity, it can be sickness, it mm-hmm. can be all, all sorts of things. And I know for myself, one of the, like you said, one of the biggest things that we tend to do is because we're doubting, we almost discount ourselves from things, whether, yeah. it's just, whether it's just getting with him. And that's one of the biggest things I've had to learn just growing and maturing is like, just because you messed up, the that's like the literally the best time to go to them. Yes. Just because you're doubting. Like, I mean, I can remember, and this hopefully doesn't shock anyone. I can remember times where things were so tough and just so not going well or just so blah that, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, God, I'm talking, but I don't even know if you're there right now. Mm-hmm. So I just need anything. And yeah. I think and that's the thing is we get so worried that, like, can God handle that?
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. I we 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 puff ourselves up. So yes, much <laughs> I remember
0: I heard, I heard someone. I and I love this quote. It was the uh, only thing God can can't handle is your silence. Mm,
1: that's good. Yes, you know and yeah. it's like
0: not to say he's not big enough, but like it's just kind of that like he's good with whatever you yeah. want to throw at him. Yeah, he, he might answer they, you in a way you don't like. David. Yeah, I mean, right, or even Job.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
0: And then God's like. Dress yourself up like a man and let's go. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. And sometimes he answers you that Mm -hmm. way. But just don't expect him to coddle your feelings all the time, I guess. Um, I do want to to go back to real quick is your experience at uh, World Race sounds a lot like my experience at Bethel. Mm. In that, like you said, it was this culture you're literally thrown into and no one has a choice but to go after God. Is that right?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, To an extent. That's the... It was, I'm trying to phrase this correctly. Yeah. Um, yes, that was the goal. Intended I, purpose. That was the intended purpose. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So um, there was, you were living, but then throwing humans into the mix. Yeah. And we yeah. get yeah. things dicey real quick. Yeah. Um, so you were living with a team of people on top of each other 24 7. Yeah. Um, from all around the country that you just kind of got okay tossed in together uh oh you do like training and whatnot but um i think one of the most uh important things i learned from the race Mm -hmm. was living in community what Mm. that looks like and that it's actually not really an option right as a christian um if you're going to declare that you're a disciple of christ like there is a communal aspect that you hmm. you just have to accept you know yeah. it's not something we're supposed to do on our own yeah um and in that it's not something where you get to neglect feedback from
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: followers that are trying to better your walk yeah. um so that was something that was really there was mandatory feedback
0: Oh really? They yes. had it like set up like that?
1: Yeah. So there, and I, and there's some pros and cons that yeah, and there's, sure. you know, and there was obviously some pushback, but, um, there was some huge breakthrough for people Oh for sure. in, in myself included in just, I had my blinders on to really? things that I was doing that. It took God speaking through people. my sister, yeah. my brother, whatever to say like, hey, I, I know you didn't, you, you, you meant this, but you said this. Yes. And yes. let's revisit, you know, so yep. that has been huge, even going into marriage, obviously, yep. you know. And-
0: oh, for sure. We, we we took a course at Bethel called Brave Communication, mm-hmm. um, which real quick, I yeah, it, what I meant by that, because that's the thing, I, even at Bethel was like, yes, it's it's a culture that, it's, it's an amazing culture. And I've I listened to a lot of podcasts, a lot of critics on it, which, by the way, a lot of people are misrepresenting what is actually happening there. I just want to say that publicly because it drives me I And I've listened to the critics, and don't get me wrong, I have my criticisms mm-hmm. of it—not like blind to it, but like at the same time, there's a lot of things taken wrongly. Like you said, it's not so much the God or even the pe- the leadership. It's when you get people in there who are immature or insecure, we tend to mess things up mm-hmm. and take something and give it its an unintended use. Yes. Um, well, yeah, we took Brave Communication. course called this course called Brave Communication. And it talked in, in it helped me out so much in marriage. Um, to like, that's <laughs> what was his example? Um, Dan, Dan, Dan Fairley, is that his last name? He's uh, one of the most brilliant Bible teachers I've ever been under in my entire life. And he talks about how, like, what, what you, know, you just said it, what you mean by a certain phrase is entirely different to mm-hmm. me. And he goes, What did he say? He goes, I had a roommate who, um, in, instead of saying excuse me he grew up i said in a house that said watch out like hey watch out watch out watch out you know like that and was pretty much kind of get you out of the way and he's like it used to make me so mad we almost got in a fist fight and i remember it was like that moment i'm like oh my gosh how many things am i communicating to my wife that i just mean hey excuse me or i mean i'm sorry yes but really to her it means like
1: get out of my way yeah, yeah. you know what
0: i mean and um and so that was pivotal for me and like he yeah. said and and i had a group of like five or six people around me who just became like my family. I was the oldest one. So I was kind of maybe the dad kind mm-hmm. of in that scenario, but it taught me so much about how to appropriately and respectfully disagree. Yes. Um, and it's so funny now is before I went there, I only had one reference point of life. I had how I did things in the Quad Cities um, and, and in the ministry that I'd been in. But like now I always think like, no, I have a new reference mm-hmm. point to an entirely different group and an entirely different way of doing things. And so it's helped me know what's healthy and what's not. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, no, you were talking about World World Race was, it's this place where, it's almost like where you're like, I guess incubated would be a good word. (laughs) And then you got to go like find it for yourself, which I experienced a lot of. And then I just had a friend who, um, one of my best friends out there, he talked about his journey. And he talked about how like, I, all of a sudden I got to, the, after my two years there and I had, I, like, it was the most important thing for me to do is to almost get away mm. to find out what was the culture yeah. and what was me. Mm-hmm. And I, and I experienced that coming back to the Quad Cities was like, you know, how much did, did I actually believe that? How much it was actually true to me? Which how much you know, and mm-hmm. what was actually, what, what, what was in me, right. I guess, so to speak. Right. And I love that you said like, you have to kind of, after you get out of a circumstance like that or a uh, season like that you have to then go find like find God in the midst of like tragedy. Yes. Or pain. Yes. You know? And so what does that look like to you?
1: Finding God within like tragedy, tragedy or, or pain
0: or like when you don't have people to do it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Um for me, I think even take almost reverse your statement, yeah. uh and this is pulling from Bill Johnson, mm-hmm. I believe it was, Bill. but he said it's, it's pretty natural to enter into passionate prayer in the face of suffering, in the face of, in, in the very face true. of grief. It's and, very true. But it's that same, um, kind of passionate prayer that we're supposed to be entering into in the face of in, in hope. And yes. just like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't need to take grief, pain or suffering. I should be so moved by the grace that I'm operating in yeah. on a daily basis, yeah. that it pushes me into the same form of passionate prayer. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's so something that I've been reflecting upon a lot is, like, when I'm, when things are going well, like, am I on my knees? Am I passionately yes. thankful? Am yeah. I, you know, in that same regard of desperately calling for the, f- the face of God when yeah. you're in pain, just desperately you know yeah calling for his presence to celebrate in yeah. in the joy and in the yeah. you know
0: well yeah and that's yeah i there's it seems like there's two kinds of people there's a person who it's easier for them to praise god and live in that that intimacy when things are going good mm-hmm. and then there's the person who can do it when things are going bad mm-hmm. i would say i'm like you to where when things are going really rough that's when passionate prayer, that's when desperation comes out. Yeah. That's when like, oh, I have to spend time with him because I just need them. It's when things are average and above that I'm just like, oh, it's good. I got it. Mm-hmm. We're doing good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I'll, I'll read my Bible still or I'll pray, but it's like that heart posture is different. Yes. And and it's almost like, how do you have like the value mentality when you're on the mountaintop? Mm-hmm. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Because that's hard to have. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to like. Yeah, you're uh, who? What it, what it, I think it was, it John Martinez said, like, you can't live off yesterday's bread, you got to yeah. like do it daily. Yep, and I'm like, that's such that's a good mm-hmm. word right there. And I, that's like, Shocker. I'm guilty, I'm guilty of that all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought that was a good observation. That's, like and that.
1: that's something that I'm really, 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 really trying to press into and just in this um, season or just in life in general. Yeah, I mean, life is. Well, you know, I'm a seven. I can't be, really be trusted when I say life is great. I always think life is great. Yeah. You <laughs> know, like things could the be going haywire. Seven. And I'm like, but did you see that's true. that? Yeah. So um, I'm guilty of always kind of trying to find that silver lining, but inviting God into that. Yeah. Because yes. that's where I'm, I, I historically fall short. Things are going great and I'm thankful and I'm grateful. But am I really inviting God into just like, thank you for this. Yes. And I want to just spend time with you today
0: yes. because I'm so thankful yes. that you, yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that is, so my own personal process right now is, uh, obviously having a, having a daughter, you begin to think about God in a different light mm-hmm. and just, you know, the fact that I, I'm, I'm still, this is not a cheap phrase to me anymore. It's the fact that he feels way more about me than I feel about her. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard for me to comprehend. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard that's a hard thought for me to comprehend and it's like one thing i've been trying to process the guy's of god help me not just like ascertain but accept yeah. the very fact that like you said you being invited into everything whether it's just my mundane moments whether it's my drive to the gym mm-hmm. whether it's my work like just that simple invitation mm-hmm help me know that that is the very best thing for me. Mm -hmm. Because if I really believed that was the very best thing for me, I wouldn't hesitate to consistently invite him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And that's been my biggest struggle is like, yeah, because things are pretty good. Like things are really busy Mm -hmm. right now, but it's like, man, God is showing himself and proving himself. And like, we're seeing the manifestation of prayers left and right for Kim and I and our baby and family and friends. And so, but it's like, keeping that consistency of like, okay, I need to keep inviting you into yeah. this though. That's mm-hmm. difficult for me. Yeah. Um I do want to talk about so you're 7 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how like, how do you view the Enneagram?
1: I just hear Ben's voice because anytime the Enneagram comes up, he's like, I'm I'm am i I'm not a number. <laughs> you can't just make me <laughs> a number. You know Yeah. So uh sorry ahead of time Ben that we're talking about this. But um how do i view it
0: yeah because like i have there's people i see who like their identity becomes wrapped up in it Mm, mm -hmm. and then there's people i like cameron uh from our group i i i love his thoughts on it that it's because he's he's reading a book on it right now and he's really like he's in it um but his view was he and he read he it's from you can get it from the enneagram institute's website um they where he talks about he goes no this isn't this isn't uh your number isn't given so that you stay stuck in your ways. It is for the the journey of growth and the journey of change. Yes. And I love that because as I read, I remember reading mine for the first time, I was so mad at how accurate my flaws were <laughs> that like, I was just like, no, this is dumb. So I just yeah. avoided it for like a month. And then like Such eventually, poor... yeah, <laughs> got it. <laughs> uh, um.
1: No, that's, that is perfect. I, I loved it when he shared that at Casey and, um, There have been some things that just reading at like sevens don't like to sit in what they don't like or like, Like, isn't it like seven? Cause we're always like chasing like, okay, this is a perfect example. Yeah. I knew that my paper was due last night at midnight. Yes. Yet I got ahead and on uh, what was it like Friday, Uh instead of just completing the task, I took a break to go (laughs) buy a hippie ring that i've had my eye on at little gems or the little gem and rock shop because that that well, it's a, was it's a hippie ring just like a, oh i should have worn it i i always ben calls them my hippie rings but they're it's like you do wear a lot of like rings yeah i love yeah i yeah. love my lauren Daigle's my like my <laughs> soul sister. but yeah uh yeah i was like yeah I'm like you've earned a break like yeah, you yeah. worked hard or whatever and because i i, I don't like <laughs> doing i think it's a I don't want to speak for all sevens, but I think it's like that we lack in being like decisive or like okay. sitting in pain and sitting in suffering. Like we're Got just you. like, let's we'll, go good. we'll distract with something. That makes a lot of you sense. You know, like I don't want to sit and think about how things are going wrong. Let's right. Let's go to the park. Like right. Let's go.
0: Like That's so funny because I think of for me being a four is I'll sit in it and like immerse myself in it yeah. and try to use it like yeah. you know <laughs> know what I mean like, I'm like ah, yeah that's not real let's, let's go look at
1: rings and pretend this isn't doom <laughs> right
0: yeah. um no cuz yeah I, i'm thinking of all the sevens i know right now i think dustin's a seven uh, is he uh, yeah i think he's a seven yeah um and it's just so funny to me like you guys are all that way like and that's the thing is with you and dustin specifically i don't think i ever see you guys like down you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And whether that's a put on or whatever, but yeah. like, well, don't get me wrong, you guys are real about stuff though because I've heard you guys be very vulnerable about stuff. But um, but yeah, no, it's funny. Sevens are, you guys are a unique bunch <laughs> to me because me, I'm thinking of everything that could go wrong, is going wrong, might go wrong, will go wrong.
1: I can justify just about any, si- I can really give me any situation. I'll be like, but this we happened. Could. This was good. <laughs> this was good.
0: That's awesome. Um, so yeah, speaking of that, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you because you and I both we related a lot. I I've gone, I've had my bouts with like just I don't know if you'd call it oppression mm-hmm. or forms of like I wouldn't know if I'd call it depression, mm-hmm. um, but it certainly felt close. Yeah. Um, and you you've kind of talked about just kind of some struggles with. with it's interesting that you're a seven, mm-hmm. but then you've talked about you know just feeling very and you've even asked for just prayer from us and all sorts of stuff about feeling very. Um, say clum or you know yeah, all that sort of stuff just
1: apathetic and just kind of indifferent yeah and that's
0: yeah. that's a good way to put it in mm-hmm. like because that's the thing is is i by no means want to give it more power than necessary correct however it's easier than just or it's harder than just like oh just pick your chin up
1: yeah that's know what i mean answer.
0: yeah and so yeah what would you say to that
1: um because that's what i used to think was really yes because uh it there is a history of um depression and uh, even I think bipolar within my dad's side. Oh wow. Um and that was always kind of my dad was always he's he's so I think he's probably a seven too Uh but like <laughs> yeah. you know, like when things get you pick yourself up by your bootstraps, you keep going you you press in and you yep. go which I love and that's I love that he instilled that in me. Yes. Uh but within the realm of oppression, depression, mental health, I think yeah. it is very dangerous to approach somebody and have that be a piece of um, advice. Yes. Maybe to like, just keep your head up because yes. uh, I think it's, I don't, I, I want to tread lightly on this because yeah. I, I, I don't feel it as fully as I know some people do. Yes. Um, on yeah, and I'm the same basis. boat with you. Uh, but I do think that Um, When you're when you're in that Mm -hmm. just having people identify that it is real
0: Yes, and not like dismiss it away. Yes. yes. like my
1: emotions right now what i'm feeling Um, they are very very real to me. Yes, and so not exactly like not just kind of like Yes Ash, putting it under the rug or just kind of like skirting around it. Yes. Just addressing that this is real and we're gonna come alongside you Right, and like at KC like that brought me life. Like yeah. hey, this is what I'm dealing with. It's real to me yep. I need prayer and I will walk out of it. Yeah, i just kind
0: of Yeah, keeping that hope on somehow yeah. I get that and and yeah, again I, I've referenced this like some of the third time I've referenced this is um, I was struggling with I can't remember what it was but I was talking to Kim and I'm like, you know, I'm feeling this, feeling that, feeling... And then she goes, well, it's not the reality. And I said back to her, not even thinking, I said, yeah, but sometimes the feelings are just as bad as it being real. And, like, that's been my experience with, like, dealing with... Because, I, yeah, I think I'm a more melancholy personality, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. Um, that's And that's the weird thing with you, too, is, like, I... If you were in my home, ninety-eight percent of the time, though, I'm a pretty joyful dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I like my life. I love my life. I love the people I get to, you know. But then there's like this these seasons, and it's for me, it's when it's almost like it almost comes when I feel trapped mm. in like when, when and it's the thing is when I have way too much focus on the future. I think maybe for me is what it kind of correlates with. Um, but then it's just like there is like almost like hope gets sucked out of the room. Mm. And then that's the thing where Jesus Christ comes into it. It's like no, He is the hope. Yes. And, yes. and 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 it, it it's that balance of like affirming what you're feeling and struggling with, but then saying, hey, but take a look at what yeah. Christ has done. Yeah. And I know that's a tricky line to tell.
1: Yeah. Well, the reality of the reality that Christ died on the cross for us and our hope is is in Him. Yes. Trumps every other
0: absolutely
1: it it just trumps every other reality so when i say that like you need to affirm that your feelings are real they're not they they do not and will they they will never overpower the reality that christ yes there's hope in christ absolutely
0: everything absolutely so someone said i remember who it was but they said things can be true but not truth yes and i remember that being a huge thing because like you you think about like a faith or any any belief system on the planet is you have these things which you hold on to, whether they're ideals or morals or for us, you know, just our, our faith in in God and faith in Jesus Christ that, you know, you and it's the thing is the Bible is all of these like contradictions sometimes mm-hmm. where it's like it talks about the suffering, but then it also talks about the amazing hope we have. It talks mm-hmm. about keeping your mind not on things that aren't here, but things that are above Mm -hmm. hope, joy, excellence, peace, patience, you know, all keep, keep your mind on those things. And so it's like for me and that, that one phrase really got my attention because it's like, I never want to be fake in what I'm experiencing and feeling, but I also don't want to give it more power than necessary or more attention than necessary. Yeah. Because like when we were talking about it, the men's Bible study this morning was, um, is, is essentially, there's so much of what you believe about you and what you believe about God Mm -hmm. can honestly become self-fulfilling prophecy sometimes yeah you know what i mean if you if you think god's not going to answer god's not going to do anything and you in that's the thing is and and again quote machine right here is uh someone said years ago to me whatever you look for you'll find and that's pretty true in the world and what we do you Mm -hmm. know and uh but yeah but things being true but not truth was huge for me because like it's i think god empathizes with what we experience absolutely you know it's like it's it's the same reason why jesus christ died at the tomb of Lazarus before he lifted him from the dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like he didn't he didn't cheapen the moment by lifting from the dead and saying, "Hey, don't have any emotions about yeah. it." He actually wept with them. Yes. Experienced it with them, was down in the trenches with them, but then also himself by his word and by his power yes. brought away out. Yeah. You know?
1: Jesus, fully human, cried. Yeah. And and I I've yeah, I usually when I'm talking with friends that may reach out or say like they're having a hard time, like he was fully human. We cannot neglect the fact that Jesus was fully divine, yeah. but he was fully human. He yeah. felt real emotions. And I think that that is just, that is so unique. That sets yeah Christianity apart as it sh- should, obviously. But yes, yeah. that we have a savior that died for us that truly can, walks with us mm-hmm. in our joy in our um whether it be anxiety like there's not saying jesus is anxious right, say right. He, no, I he walks with us in our emotions understanding right. them
0: yeah i think yeah i think that's huge because i know a lot of people i think what people maybe disregard about the christian faith too is that that you have to change in order to like you have to change how should i say that because he does want you to change and it's good yes. that you change. Yes. But at the same time, you don't change for the sake of belonging. Mm. You change for the sake of, or you change as an outflow, I guess is a better way to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, like for me personally, I can get so caught up in, I need to do this. I need to be that. I need to pray more. I need to, you know what I mean? I'm a, I am can get very works oriented. Yeah. Whereas like for me, it's so much of, okay, I need to slow down. I need to slow down what's going on in my head. I need to slow down what's going on around me and just like really begin to think about him and what i'm thankful for with him yeah. and out of that place you know worshiping him praying to him reading my bible just experiencing him becomes that reason for existing yeah you know what i mean it's Absolutely. not something i i do in order so that i can go live the rest of my life but it's something i l- become uh, something i live to do right you know right how long Consummate. have you how long have you since okay so world race mm-hmm. sorry i just popped in my head no you're good world race and then now how how much time in between all that
1: so I left September two thousand fourteen for five the race. years. Yeah.
0: So you've been chasing this one thing for five years. Well, now?
1: one th- okay. So I, I do want to preface that. Uh yeah. I am within the reserves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sometimes I feel like a fraud talking about the military chaplaincy thing because it is still so fresh in the beginning stage. I'm I'm not right. even remotely close to being there yet. Um. So I just wanted to say that. I'm not I'm not a military chaplain. I'm right. I am hopeful in the promise that
0: he's but it's what you're chasing though.
1: It is. And yeah. I, I do also want to um kind of pursue like a hospital chaplaincy realm.
0: Oh really? Kind of. So what what draws you into that specifically?
1: Um I think that if I have an opportunity to be a representative of the church in a place that might mm-hmm. encounter people that may never otherwise encounter the church. Yeah. That's a really cool opportunity. Yeah. And just the number of people that you encounter and, um, interact with and, um, in the hospital, obviously that could be anything from grief to like, Mm -hmm. those could be some of the most grievous times of people's lives. And, um, I just think it would be a shame if there wasn't a genuine presence yeah. There to provide them with whatever they might be needing, whether that be hope or yeah. just a fellow person to grieve with. Right. Or Or, um, I don't know, I just am really drawn to, I guess, interacting with as many people as I can. Yeah. In a way that could usher in. Yeah. Uh, hope.
0: And that's interesting because, like, even just your experiences with what you do now in reserves. Mm-hmm. Is that how you would say yeah. that? Um, you've—I don't expect you to get into specifics, just because the nature of it. But you consistently bring about stories of people you're with and communicating with who are going through the toughest things. Yeah. And I just think that's so interesting because, like, it's almost like you set your entire life up around. It's like, okay, I want to go to whatever the toughest thing, because you know what I mean. Like, mm. as a pastor sometimes i have to sit with people at their last moments sometimes i have to grieve with people sometimes i have to do a funeral but like you're kind of setting yourself up into a position where it's like no i want to go there yeah i want to kind of make a home base there yeah a little bit and that's just it's just fascinating to me that like because here's and i and i talk to people who like like you or um we have a friend whose mom uh does like works at like emergency care mm. and like is with people in their dying moments. I'm like, how the heck do you come home and be okay? <laughs> Just people dying all the time? Right. Sounds horrible.
1: I mean, it's it's not uni- unicorn and butterflies. Yes. Yeah, I <laughs> no, mean, I'm not. Yeah, yeah I know, but. but I in my in my mind, I if I if I write out my giftings, if I write out what God has done in my life and how He has equipped me to deal with people that are broken. Yes not saying I'm not I am as well right right it would I it just kind of ended up funneling down into reasoning that I should be utilizing those things mm-hmm. to reach people that are in need of x y or z hope uh, I mean yeah in this scenario I don't know why yeah. but I am drawn to just sitting with people in the muck
0: yeah that's it's beautiful and I love that yeah. and I think you do it really really well um and so, yeah, no, I, I, I say all those observations just to simply say that, like, you can, I think we we can often have so so much reason, like I picked these things, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and be like, oh, I'm, I'm, we can get caught up in wondering, like, did I manufacture what God said to me? Right. But like, here's the thing: if that were true, I think we would all go after the same things, yeah, you know, to uh, more or less the yeah. same. Um, and it's just cool to watch someone like you who is so gifted, and like, and here's the thing: you're actually similar to me. I think in some of our giftings mm. um, but it's just like taking on this just this different path and I'm just like fascinated by it um, and so yeah
1: we'll see I might listen to this in five years and be like well it was close but not quite you know I don't know. <laughs> yeah right and, yeah. That's, that's and that's the thing because okay. I
0: thought I started out I was like I'm gonna be a youth pastor because yeah. that was my only point of reference and then found out I was a terrible one and so now <laughs> I'm you know more a, a teaching pastor and all that and yeah. but that's the thing too is as I'm 30 now like, I still enjoy teaching and I still enjoy studying God, God's word and I enjoy talking about it. But what I'm loving more now is the conversational pieces of it. Mm. I'm loving more. I, I look forward to KC just as much as more. That's our small groups for those yeah. who are outside of our church bubble. I look more forward to that because, like, there's pushback. Yeah. There's a little bit of like, well, what have you thought about this? And even this right now, it's just the sharing of ideas and hearing people immediate feedback rather than talking for 30, 40 minutes and then maybe hearing three or four people say, hey, that was a good job or that really meant something to me. Um, It's more meaning because that's the thing I was struggling with. I was talking about this the other day is the one thing I don't ever want to be when it comes to a communicator or a teacher is I don't ever want it to become this song and dance I do for thirty mm-hmm. minutes, and it doesn't actually offer any life change to people. Yes. And I think that's the beauty of something like this, or even KCs and small groups and cell groups. Is you get to maybe I think you get a little bit more glimpse of that life change yeah. in people.
1: Absolutely. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, I for sure.
0: Yeah, and like I think that I think that's what you do so well too is. Uh, it's not so much making statements at people. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is what you should do. This is where you should go. This is, you know, it's, it's more, have you thought about this? Mm. You know what I mean? And I think you being that seven, that, that, that hopeless, positive person <laughs> to like, and I think that's the thing is like the, uh, someone said to me when in Reading, uh, he said to me, we're can't talking about, it, he's like, Wh- whatever you do, you just got to keep hope on in your heart. And I think you do a good job with that for people is i know anytime i've brought up a circumstance or something like that or kim has or even just the other girls or guys in our group you've you've always been like but what about this mm. what about like kind of the true anchor of your life you know oh, so thanks keep doing that thanks yeah no problem should we wrap this up Good. well thanks for doing this of i course. appreciate you coming on and uh humoring me a little yeah. bit but uh, it was fun thanks for having me yeah we'll have to have you on again oh, yeah gosh. okay <laughs>